You're listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast from Judicial Watch. I'm Chris Farrell, and this is On Watch. Welcome to On Watch, everybody, the Judicial Watch podcast, where we take a deep dive on topics about corruption. We peel back the curtain and get into the behind-the-scenes facts of stories of corruption, of uh, malfeasance, of all sorts of activities of the government. And in particular, this week, we're looking at the Durham report. Uh, Four years in the making, John Durham has issued his findings. And to discuss them today, we have my friend and colleague, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. Welcome to On Watch, Tom. Hey, Chris. Good to be with you. Thank you. Well, listen, uh, big news just in the last day. John Durham, uh, appointed as a special counsel, has issued his report, 306 pages long. And I want to get your take right off the top. What are your impressions? Well, it's always a public service to get information in one one space that's credible, that describes government corruption. Uh, But in many ways, it was a glorified administrative review that seemed to blame a lot of the corruption that we saw with the unprecedented targeting of Trump, his campaign, and his presidency. It's almost like it was the weather. There's no one really responsible. Certainly no one of significance was prosecuted. And, uh, you know, Durham was hired to do uh, prosecutions initially as special counsel. He's required to issue a report. Uh, but a report isn't going to stop the deep state. It's gonna, not going to slow down the FBI. Indeed, they continue to abuse Trump uh, for political purposes, uh, despite the alleged new rules put in place to curtail it. Uh, but in the meantime, there's a lot of information in there. It's worth uh, the review by all of our listeners. Uh, it vindicates Judicial Watch, with early, which early on saw this uh, Russia... A story about Trump as the hoax for what it was, and uh, it implicates Obama, Biden, Hillary, uh, virtually every federal agency of note in the national security side of the uh, world, uh, in, and and the top leadership of those agencies. In my view, in a seditious conspiracy uh, to undermine our republic, and uh, it's it's shameful that he was unable or unwilling to uh, take the steps necessary to prosecute the senior leadership. Uh, but again, you know, if it were a Republican uh, group uh, or Trump had been involved in this type of activity, there'd be no doubt about what prosecutions would take place. That's what a lot of people really are frustrated with. They see a disparity of treatment. They see one set of rules for one party and another set of rules for another party. And as you've uh, just sort of ticked off in the in the listing of, of abuses that have been documented in this 306-page uh, report, it appears that the entire senior leadership uh, of the Democratic Party, whether in the White House or in the in the administrative and the bureaucratic state, uh, had full knowledge that Hillary Clinton made a decision at the end of July 2016 to launch a campaign. Uh, to falsely vilify her political opponent in order to manipulate the outcome of a federal election. And uh, there's folks that look at this and say, you know, 
how can there be no justice? Or do, do we have to just take a report and swallow it and say, oh, well, that, that's as good as it gets? Well, unfortunately, you know, that's where we stand. Obviously, Judicial Watch is going to pursue. I don't need to tell you what we're going to pursue, but just so your our listeners know, reports like this come out. We first check to see what we already have and what's referenced in the report that we can, can gain access to. Uh, for instance, there's new information about a second foreign government wanting to give a boatload of money to Hillary. That's in the classified appendix. There's information about, oh, they have a new system set up where they consider whether to give, quote, defensive briefings to politicians targeted by foreign government intelligence operations. And the briefings are designed to say, hey, look, we hear the Chinese are going to try to influence your campaign or your your activities. Uh, You may want to be on the lookout. Now, that obviously is not something they did for Trump. But I'd be interested to know who they're doing it for now, don't, aren't you? So the point yeah. is, this is the start, not the end, of at least Judicial Watch investigations, uh, which continue to be uh, pursued on on this terrible scandal. I found it very interesting that there was uh, a number of activities, efforts targeting the Clinton Foundation that are discussed in this report. It appears that uh, at least three field offices and a couple of U.S. attorneys were looking at the Clinton Foundation with uh, with substantial interest. It wasn't just a, a passing curiosity, but that uh, looks like Andrew McCabe and Comey both bent over backwards to shut those Clinton Foundation investigations down. What do you make of that? Well, uh, you know, Judicial Watch really broke open the Clinton Foundation scandal issue by uncovering her emails, because in her emails, we found an an emails of her associates at the State Department that the the State Department was turned into a bazaar by Hillary uh, for her donors and the foundation. So that helped generate uh, what should have been um, a really comprehensive, serious investigation of misconduct, bribery, et cetera. And, uh, you know, we knew from other circumstances and other reports uh, that the foundation investigation was suppressed in a run-up to the, in a run-up to the 2016 election and then went away. Uh, now we've got really start, you know, black and white confirmation from an official federal government agency, the Justice Department, and that's what, you know, for all of our complaints about Durham and such, uh, Garland, to his credit, uh, did allow this to come out. Um, I guess he didn't allow it to come out since he's not being prosecuted. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm reminded of uh, an email that we came across years ago where Huma Abedin was handling a request from the Prince of Bahrain. Do you remember that uh, that back and forth on that that exchange, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and she, yeah. Huma Abedin even said, all of the regular State Department channels haven't worked. So they're going through us, meaning the foundation, in order to get a meeting. And they'll, they'll compensate with a big donation. And she seems quite gleeful about it. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, the funny thing is, and I guess it's kind of sad, it's like our media pretends that, well, Hillary Clinton, of course she can run her foundation. 
through Bill and have him go around making speeches for half a million dollars a pop. And no one's going to think of it, anything weird about it. And governments abroad aren't going to see anything unusual about it. No, they know exactly what what was going on. The State Department was, you know, Hillary was open for business and she put her little sign in front of the State Department uh, for payoffs to her through the foundation. And that's what was going on. And if you're a foreign government, you're trying to make it in with the U.S. government. And, you know, the woman running the State Department has this family foundation uh, that is her nascent political operation for her presidential campaign. Uh, of course, you're going to go there and work it. And that's what happened. Uh, you know, but that's, you know, that to me is like a startling difference between the way Trump has been treated and Hillary has been treated and people around her. Uh, but Durham, you know, Durham, um, you know, wasn't interested in doing much, right? I mean, I, I kind of see this report as kind of a, a major failure in the sense that uh, uh, it looked like he was uh, performing a, a function for the FBI uh, rather than serving as a prosecutor of government corruption. And But, you know, in the end, I, what I began to say is that this is a Justice Department document, right? This is the right. Biden administration yep. confirming corruption by the Obama administration and then Vice President Biden. Uh, so uh, it's it's going to be hard to shoot down uh, because if Garland thought there were any issues about the credibility of this report, uh, he, he could have taken steps uh, before it was published. I saw a couple of fascinating social media posts where someone has gone back into the Hillary campaign uh, press release documentation and pointed out that uh, Jake Sullivan, our current national security advisor, was the uh, lead uh, proponent or cheerleader of the phony uh, claim that uh, there were servers, computer servers tied in from Trump Tower to the Russians. And uh, they bent over backwards to spin this phony story and try to make it sound like it was legitimate or authenticated in some way. And uh, we now know that this very same person is uh, sitting at the helm of the National uh, Security Advisor post. And uh, what, what do you what do you make of a guy who's a, a political operative of, the, of that nature uh, being in a position like he is today? Well, it helps explain why, you know, we've had a uh, a nightmare surrender in Afghanistan, why um, our support for Ukraine is so half-baked, <laughs> or the whole process associated with Ukraine is so half-baked, why, why our Middle Eastern policies have collapsed in the face of a China Chinese encroachment. Um uh, when you have officials who are corrupt and dishonest, why do we think that policies they propose and manage will be well done? Yeah, I mean, this is not a youthful indiscretion. You know what I mean? This is a uh, this is a guy who a handful of years ago was essentially running uh, both a preemptive and then a follow-on soft coup against his political opponent in a presidential campaign, and then as a, as a newly installed or newly sworn president. Um, 
And he's making really, you know, radical lunatic level claims and a fanciful story. Uh, that's a, that the whole purpose of this thing was to criminalize their opponent and sway the outcome of the election in arguably an unlawful way. This is not just sharp elbow politics. This is a uh, this is using all the levers of the state, right? All the law enforcement and intelligence intelligence apparatus uh, to to criminalize someone, and it's remarkable. I don't know of another circumstance in American history with this level of sophisticated, sort of multi layered, uh, you know, a- attack on a political opponent. I'm just not aware of it. No, I mean, you know, for the left, they still think Richard Nixon is the is the apex of political corruption, right? And abuse. There's a new TV show about Watergate. They're still mining that old hat. Uh, but here you've got this complicated s- spy operation against an incoming president and a uh, and then a president uh, uh, then then his presidency. Uh, and it, this wasn't. Oh, we need we need. Um, I mean, this isn't where uh, we needed an impeachment inquiry. We knew early on that Obama knew about this. I mean, we have further confirmation. Yeah, I mean, I mean there everyone's this, talking about it this... as new. From what I recall, it's been reported previously, but correct. At least it's, it's newly confirmed. Yeah, uh, reconfirmed that Obama and Joe, uh, you know, most importantly, were briefed in August of 2016 uh, that there was intelligence that Hillary uh, was going to concoct this scheme to distract from her own legal problems uh, in, during the campaign. Now, that was perfectly consistent with what was actually happening, which was you had the steel material and folks around Hillary putting this pushing subsequent and contemporaneously this Russia collusion theory. And and that was, wasn't being, um, first of all, which they bit, you know, and, and pursued with unprecedented spying, but quickly was shown to find to have no foundation. And still, in January of 2017, just before Trump came in, again, Obama and Joe are in the Oval Office talking about the Russia collusion theory that they already been briefed was likely a hoax, that they all knew wasn't panning out, but they were still trying to scheme to destroy the Trump presidency by targeting Flynn and by withholding classified information from the incoming president. I tell you, there's no worse bunch of uh, uh, presidents and vice presidents than those two in terms of their attack on our uh, our system of government. If that wasn't a seditious conspiracy, those meetings and that whole operation against Trump, I don't know what the meaning of the term is. You're exactly correct. And I'll remind you that in that January meeting, is where they then dispatched Comey up to New York right. for that horrific meeting up in Trump Tower where he lied to the president and made this pathetic attempt to some to somehow try to practically set him up and then write his memo that he then leaked to his lawyer friend right, and then right, begins right. the whole Comey saga. But that that is a direct outcome of this second convening of all the leadership of the Obama administration. And we can never forget the lengths to which they went 
to subvert this election and undermine the presidency of uh, of Trump. And they never let go of the Russia collusion theory. And it was a theory for uh, their use and abuse in 2020 as well. So, uh, and right now, do we believe that the FBI and Justice Department are more ethically run? And there's a whole host of people who follow the law that didn't do it three, four years ago? Of course not. We're in a we're in a crisis, and uh, Durham's report has highlighted some of the details behind it, uh, but certainly uh, he hasn't provided much of a path forward in terms of fixing it. He he. Um, you know, maybe even on his own terms, he missed an opportunity to kind of really come down on the FBI as to how to fix this. And I mean, he doesn't even know what to do. I guess his point is that it doesn't matter what the rules are. If you got people who don't want to follow him, you know, good luck. That's exactly right, because he made no substantive recommendations concerning any kind of reform or overhaul. He left it uh, really an unanswered uh, an un- un- unanswered question or uh, a blank at the end of his report that uh, that really begs to be answered. Yeah, I mean, I think he said that the FBI should hire someone to oversee some of this stuff to make sure all the rules are fired, filed, uh, followed. Well, I thought that war that was supposed to have already been part of the process years ago. Yeah, you know, this is this is. You know, our system is broken in this regard, and I don't know what to do about those agencies. Uh, you know, should they be, uh, should the FBI be undone? Should it be decimated? Uh, should it be, uh, have its wings clipped in terms of authorities? Same goes for the Justice Department. Um, you know, again, this report reads as if the Justice Department is a crime victim as opposed to a co-conspirator. You hit the nail on the head. Um Listen, Tom, as we close out uh, this uh, quick review of the Durham report and uh, what the implications are, I'll give you the last word. Uh, and I thank you for your time and giving us uh, your your evaluation of what's uh, just come out in the last day. Well, I'm glad, Chris, that Durham uh, caught up to us. I mean, so much of what we already knew about this scandal was a result of your team's work as at uh, investigating it, our legal team's work in in trying to get the documents from the government often successfully and in a historic manner. So I'm glad Durham's caught up to Judicial Watch, uh, but Judicial Watch still has a lot of work to do. Uh, Durham's made that clear. Uh, and we see with the current crises targeting Trump and other innocent Americans with abusive prosecutions by the Justice Department and FBI uh, we still have a lot of work cut out for us to protect the republic. I'm Fitton, president of Judicial Watch. Thank you for your time. I'm Chris Farrell on Watch. Thanks for listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org because no one is above the law.